Before we begin today's episode, we have our patrons over at Patreon. They are Aperba, Nate Hansen, Rock the Green, Andy Herbrandt, Lauren L., Paul Campaneshi, Kelby Goodman, Greg Wallen, Zach Duran, Daniel, and Cara Lighting. Thank you guys so much for supporting our pod. Hey, welcome to the Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. We are your hosts, Eric Sturgeon. And I'm Russell Sorry. This podcast is about all things Wisconsin, history, music, culture, and beer. Although we don't often use strong language, the content is not intended for young audiences, so listener discretion is advised. If you love the bluegrass music you hear in this intro, please check out Dang It's from Madison, Wisconsin by visiting their website, dang-its.com. Now on to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast, your weekly dose of the dairy state. We are your hosts as always. My name is Eric. And I'm Russ. And boy, do we have another fancy episode for you today. Always. Um, For some classy gents. Yeah, we're (laughs) pinkies up, you know, and uh, I'd like a scone with my tea. Uh, we do have a fine uh, episode for you today with um, a more localized uh, Milwaukee area uh, building that I think anytime you might be driving around the Milwaukee area, you probably have seen it. Uh, and it's got a kind of um, kind of large name uh, associated with some hospitals and stuff on the yeah, side of it. Yeah, I was actually going to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, we'll so we'll, we'll jump into yeah. it, but th- this is going to be about the Freighter Grain uh, Company and, and Malt Company. Uh, we also have great music today uh, by Material Issue, and uh, of course we have some uh, beer review, how many locos, oh, yeah. and uh, Great, great uh, conversation uh, that we'll have uh, on the, on these topics. Also, I mean, we always do. Russ, it's been a, it's been a minute since I've seen you. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. We'll give you a little greasy sales pitch here, if you could. Please go to wisconsindrunkenhistory.com. That's where you can find all of the information you need uh, about the podcast. You can find our social media. You can also become a Patreon, which is a paid subscriber. Uh, helps uh, to fund this podcast. Uh, we don't have a whole lot of bills to pay, but unfortunately what we do is not free. Um, so uh, we, we could use a little bit of uh, help uh, with that. Uh, you'll notice at the beginning of all these episodes that we uh, we do call those individuals out and thank them. Uh, and, and also I wanted to say thank you to Aperba and uh, Nate Hansen for showing up to our uh, show uh, at the Lauderdale Landing in Elkhorn. Uh, awesome to see you uh, all out there, and hopefully uh, the music really entertained you. <laughs> Did you guys rock pretty hard? <clears throat> Rocked pretty hard. Good. Yeah, good. Like it, you know. Yeah. Having fun with it. That's that's the key. Uh, we also have some uh, some limited edition merch that we're going to be releasing in the coming. Uh, I'm going to say weeks. Um, I've already got the proofs and everything from our buddy Nate Hansen over at Hansen Screen Printing there in Elkhorn, and. Uh, we're going to do probably a live post uh, to actually release it, but this is very limited stuff, uh, probably five or six of each color. Tell it's, me there's blaze orange. There is blaze orange, Okay, yeah. great. Uh, we, we do have some of the, the more notable uh, color schemes for Wisconsin sports and things like that. So cool stuff that we've been working on. It's all embroidered, and uh, I love it. Uh, I think it's, it's going to be cool. Awesome. And 
uh, there's more where that comes from if everything goes really successfully. You know, I think making the transition from T Public uh, to uh, an actual local friend screen printer is, is big. Uh, that's something you know Russ and I have wanted to do since the beginning. It, it was a, a thought that that we always had. So uh, we're we're proud to uh, you know almost three years into this thing. It's uh, crazy. Uh, what May? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, May will be the years. the three year. So that's wild. Um, but yeah, I think that pretty much covers everything, right? If yeah. you can leave a like, subscribe, review, yeah, that kind of business, and also. I think we saw a comment today about somebody was uh, drinking some Lokes out there. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we're yeah. proud of you, buddy. So what, did he, <laughs> like, what did he say? He was always about a six? I, oh, I'm always a solid six. I mean, that's kind of <laughs> a solid six. All You're time. a solid six. A solid six. Got it. Okay. I thought the guy was saying no. I, it's just Russ. If he's a solid six, that's not too bad. Feeling pretty good there. You're not like in You could walk ditch. out. You could walk ditch. with your chest out, you know? Ditch. Yeah, you're not in a ditch. So feel good. <laughs> um, let's go ahead and jump in. We've got... Uh, uh, some information here about the uh, the the freighter uh, uh, malt you know company. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So when you think of freighter, obviously today you're thinking of the hospital system, right? I yeah. mean, freighter it's probably the no one wants to go to freighter, but it's probably one where you're gonna if you have emergency surgeries, that's usually where they're gonna fly you in. That or UW in Madison are probably the two major right. ones. So freighter does have a big name in our history, but a lot of people don't know is freighter actually supplied many of the major brewers in our area with grains. Yeah, that's so, what you were saying, and, and when you sent me a few of these articles and stuff and we were talking about it off air, I I, I got to be honest, man, I didn't know. I mean, I've seen the building before with the with the big freighter across it, but... So maybe maybe for us, you know, we, we probably haven't had any of the freighter grain because it's kind of... Like, our parents probably had the MGDs and stuff. Or well, my they, parents definitely had some. Yeah, the High Life. Yeah, mine too. Your parents definitely yeah. had some. So some of the Blatts, some of the uh, Pabst, any of the big major breweries all got grain at some point from Meister freighter. Brow. Yeah, if you had some... <laughs> Meister Brow. Wowza. Dude, or that's black, what my parents always drank, man. Or if you really broke the black label where it just said beer across it, the super generic yeah. can, yeah. beer. The one, the one that's brewed in lacrosse, beer thirty. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So this is pretty interesting, and I know for me, growing up, um, kind of in the nineties, my mom would always go downtown, and we'd pass, you know, the old county stadium. You would go Yum. past, you see Milwaukee's tits, aka the domes, those big yeah. beefs on the hillside there, and then you'd <laughs> the go past beef, <laughs> and then you would see, you know, there's the old, there's the old like basically silos or grain silos out there with the big freighter name on it and the black yeah. and white bold lettering that you can't miss big and you know recently in recent days they've been talking about kind of cleaning up walker's point i know we've kind of been with rock to green where they're kind of working in that area walker's point kind of that yeah. milwaukee what would you call it maybe well so it's it's walker's point is also known as the fifth ward fifth ward area um They've been so, renovating a lot of that stuff, making a lot of new breweries, a lot of new houses, apartments, and things like well, that. Well, that's the thing. So I moved out of there in like 2012, 2013. Uh, my house was right on 2nd Street. It was kind of a shithole. Uh, <laughs> lack of better terms. It was it was just uh, disgusting. Um, Roaches and hoes. But, it, I mean, it seems like as soon as uh, I was really kind of out of that area, even after I moved out of uh, Bayview, um that area skyrocketed. It, oh yeah, they they started building huge commercial developments uh, for you know housing and and stuff, beautiful buildings, and then a bunch of these bigger restaurants started to move in and and kind of rehabilitate some of the older dilapidated kind of buildings and made it really really uh, iconic. Now it's it's 
it's desired. I it, mean, it, we've partied down there, you know, with the oh, third yeah. space and yeah. kind of a regular stopper down there. And I mean, you know, they're kind of like most neighborhoods that are kind of run down. You know, you throw some co-ops, some breweries, you know, put some nicer buildings in there, renovate some old buildings. And, you know, you got yeah. you got a pretty good neighborhood. So know? it also kind of, you know, encompasses the uh, Menominee River Valley, too, uh, which is... Uh, you know, something that Russ and I have uh, have partnered with in order to uh, uh, do some local events with uh, the River Keepers and uh, Rock the Green. And so, you know, that area, you know, as as of recent has really picked up and it is a a beautiful, desirable place to be, whether you're living there or just going down there to enjoy the uh, the nightlife and and. Uh, good eateries it's awesome yeah so the 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 history is actually pretty cool about this building and actually my brother brought it to my attention because they are tearing this building down but it was kind of a staple and kind of nostalgia for me you know driving down the 90s you're listening to the guffs on the radio you know you're driving past county stadium going past the domes the beefs you're going (laughs) you're going past freighter and then you're heading into the downtown area but this was kind of one of those things you'd always see out your window you always kind of wondered about it was kind of looked dilapidated kind of crusty but you could still see that big black and white back and white lettering saying freighter on it yeah and it was in 1875 when brothers William and Jacob Freighter, born in 1852 and 1845, respectively, in Nordheim, Germany, started the Freighter Brothers Commission Company at 510 Juno Avenue, likely trading in grain, seed, and feed, the product lines in which the Williams had learned the trade as an apprentice. So they originally had this in Germany where they were apprenticing to do this, but they came to America, and where else are you going to land when there's a lot of beer involved? I mean, Milwaukee's a pretty safe place, right? Right, yeah, and, and you know, to to kind of stick to Wisconsin history and trend, uh, big German population uh, in this state entirely. So, like, it kind of makes sense that they would uh, they would come over to the United States and land right here uh with with all their german brethren and and sistern yeah and you know like after the company was purchased um they purchased a brewery but uh, due to a serious fire had only you know small and extremely old-fashioned floor malt house remaining and the incorporated firm freighter grain and malting company which was a total malting capacity of 50 bushels a day operating about eight months per in the year so, you know, in the winter months, you're probably not going to be operating as heavy, but in the, like the spring, summer, fall, they're probably full operation. Right. And I think that was probably the reasoning for the brewery to have something bringing in the income during the off seasons or the non-planting, you know, grain seasons. And that kind of sucks because think about it. Uh, had there not been this uh, devastating fire to their brewery, we could be, you know, thinking of, of freighter as a completely different thing. We could be talking about freighter like we do Miller. Like, yeah, for sure. Oh, it's freighter time, baby. Yeah, and you what know what? got there? Oh, I got a cold freighter life. <laughs> freighter life. <laughs> but, yeah, it's crazy because, like, today, now, if you drink a lot of domestics, I think most of the grains are today are coming from Cargill. Sure. And you're going to see a Cargill logo a lot of times when you're driving on, you know, you might go past a By huge, any farms. Yeah, you're going to see car- the Cargill logo. They do a lot of grain and um, grain supply type stuff. Yep. And obviously breeze too, kind of more of your craft in Chilton, Wisconsin. You're going to see a lot of breeze malts yep. as well. Um, but yeah, the the company actually outgrew the original location and moved to a large complex in the budding industrial suburb of West Milwaukee in 1920, where it quickly grew into the national leader um, of grains and malting. 
Um, yeah, and it's it's actually moved what we today are talking about is Walker's Point, which yeah. is kind of what we we're talking about that neighborhood that's kind of up and coming and kind of which is like South Milwaukee. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, um, yeah, the whole area that we've been kind of describing here. Yeah, and you know, it's 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 pretty nuts that this location actually supplied most of the major brewing companies, but there was actually a lot of also other malting companies available in Eric. Um, we're talking about the latest uh, Stoppenbach company, um, mm-hmm. which was actually a malting company before it became kind of what it is today. Yeah, yeah. And I know you kind of uh, know this company pretty well. So if you want to talk about the Laddish uh, Drop Forge company. Yeah, so uh, um, really, honestly, it started with Herman Laddish. He was a manager at the American Malting Company, which is a, a satellite of a New Jersey firm uh, with the same name, uh, American Malting Company. Uh, and that was in Walker's Point. Uh, it formed another key Milwaukee malting firm, purchasing a controlling stake in the, what is that, Little Stoppenbach Malting Company? Yep. And uh, that was of uh, Jefferson Junction, Wisconsin. Um, they renamed all of this to the Laddish Stoppenbach Company, which is what Russ had just said, um, uh, later to be known as the Laddish Malting Company. Uh, they expanded their operations in the Milwaukee area through the early 20th century, uh, building a large industrial malting complex near Freighter uh, in West Milwaukee, which is kind of where this all ties together here. Um, Laddish's experience with malting machinery also prompted his successful venture into machinery production, which is where I come in now. Uh, as of last year, uh, Laddish actually uh, established an enterprise later named the Laddish Drop Forge Company in uh, 1905. Um, that is uh, in Cudahy, Wisconsin. Uh, also great known for their bacon at uh, the, uh, um, what is that? The, oh my God, I can't think of the name. I smell it every day. Uh, I'll think of it here in a sec. Uh, uh, Patrick Cudahy. Patrick uh, Cudahy, nice. And and uh, so this is right in Cudahy, Wisconsin. And and if you ever drive down, um, you know the the main thoroughfare there, you'll literally see you know the the Laddish, uh, which is now called ATI, um, Allegheny Technologies Incorporated. They are uh, like I don't even know, almost a mile long building. Um, like it basically is a square mile with all of the different buildings and and things that they own. Uh, and and all the stuff that we operate there, but Laddish uh, ATI is a is a huge forge shop essentially. And uh, um, on our on our base floor, if you ever feel the hammers hitting, you're gonna you're gonna know that they're you know forging some big big titanium uh, metal objects that go into most of the aerospace uh, world. So uh, any commercial flights you've ever flown on, a piece of that turbine engine was made in Cudahy, Wisconsin. It's pretty incredible. So in the in the hottest part of the engine of a airplane, we we supply those uh, turbines and and fans and and all that stuff uh, in its most roughest form, mostly. So like we forge it into its most you know basic state, and then uh, sometimes we do machine it down and things like that. But it's crazy that we work with Rolls Royce. Uh, um, uh, Pratt and Whitney, which are all you know engine manufacturers, General Electric, which is a uh, you know huge motor manufacturer, engine manufacturer, uh, and then NASA, Blue Origin, SpaceX. Those are all things that that uh, is is known for, and it was all started with this malting company. It's pretty neat, isn't that? It's from rad? malting to machinery, and I never knew this. I mean, I, I tell you, it wasn't maybe twenty minutes before we hopped on Mike that we're looking through all this research material that Russ put together. And I said, Russ, Laddish, 
that's where I work. Yeah. And pretty, he was like, wait, what? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> and like, you know, so most of the stuff, like all these malting companies, obviously with prohibition, they had to find other uses of their malts. Um, so they actually use them as malt-based products like sweeteners, powder, extracts, tonics, uh, malt extract, which mm-hmm. a lot of home brewers would still make their own beer at home, like people looking for beer, but you couldn't buy it. And you can still buy like malt extract today to make beer. It's like the easy way to make beer. There was a lot of really wild concoctions uh, brewed in bathtubs and toilets, toilet hooch, uh, during the time of Prohibition. And uh, like Russ said, a lot of these uh, byproducts that uh, that malting and, and grain companies had to start looking into were still used by home brewers alike to try to make something alcoholic. <laughs> yeah, in Milwaukee, like after Prohibition, it was pretty much the nation's largest producer of malt in the 50s. I mean, it was kind of where the majority of the malts were coming from. Um, Eventually, you know, the building kind of started to degrade, you know, globalization, consolidation, big companies buying out these little companies, which Freighter wasn't technically a little a little company, but it, it was smaller compared to some of these larger ones. Sure. And a group of French investors actually purchased the Freighter Malt Company under the parent company, the International Malting Corporation in 1986. Uh, 17 years later, this corporation closes Milwaukee's uh, operations, which is kind of why the building's in disrepair today. Yeah. And uh, today, like we talked about, the Minnesota-based food giant Cargill Inc. purchased the Laddish Malting Company in 1991, forming the largest malting firm. And, and also, with the closing of Freighter, this is kind of like where the, all the conglomerations are going. Yeah. You, you know, your company, Laddish, probably sold off that wing of their division, right. and now they're just making forges. Yep. And yeah, I mean, today, if you're drinking a lot of these domestic beers, most likely a lot of the malts you're getting are probably from a larger corporation like Cargill in Minnesota. Right. For pretty much any of the domestics. They're not all Milwaukee provided anymore. Well, when you drive, like I said, basically past any grain farm, uh, when you're out by the fields on these, you know, county highways, you do see the Cargill name uh, next to a lot of the crops, you know, and that's to signify like, hey, this is a Cargill future crop. Like they're going to, they're going to, you know, tear this thing down and it's going to go straight to a granary for Cargill. And sometimes you'll see experimental fields too, where they have like those uh, fence posts Mm -hmm. with a number on them. That's an experimental seed on that row. So it's like Cargill 1756. That's 1756 seed on that one to kind of see how weather resistant. So a lot of farms will do like experimentations for Cargill. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, it's kind of crazy. And I know today they're talking about tearing this down, but before it's down, if you guys get a chance to drive out that way, go past, uh, obviously Brewer stadium, which yeah. is American family. I hate to say it. We've talked just, about it this. Gets, it gets it's hard. To, yeah. yeah it's, it's hard to remember. Yeah. It's not as cool as Miller stadium, but we, we're dealing with it. Right. We're moving on. Yeah. And then you can go past, you'll see the domes on the yeah. right hand side. And then you're going to see freighter. Potawatomi is out there yep. and then freighter there. I mean, it's uh, a staple and, Although it's not really necessarily part of the Milwaukee skyline, hasn't been for a while, uh, it's still there. And all of us, uh, you know, who who make that drive every morning, we see it. And and eventually, like Russ has kind of uh, informed us, it's it's going to be gone, and yeah. it's going to be imploded and taken down, and we're not going to see it again. So, if you get a chance, I would love to see some of our our photography friends. Go out there and snap some really cool pictures oh, yeah, of this thing. Awesome. Uh, get those things posted to Instagram and Facebook. Uh, tag us if you want. You don't have to. Uh, but I would love to see some really cool uh, photographs taken of this. Nice professional looking, uh, uh, you know, still pictures. 
All right, so let's move on to our Wisconsin music segment. Yeah, I mean, um, we're, we're talking a little bit about nostalgia today, right? Yeah. Like a little bit about, you know, what we remember growing up in the 90s. Well, this band um, kind of loose ties to Wisconsin, um, probably more known for the Chicago, but actually played mostly in the Midwest, in the upper Midwest in Wisconsin. Yeah, um, and I think that that's kind of typical, uh, especially around that time. Now Milwaukee has a great music scene. Madison, Milwaukee have great music scenes. Um, but that wasn't the case necessarily uh, for any time before that. As we see with a lot of bands uh, that, that technically became you know commercial successes, they more so were, were building themselves out of Chicago. Uh, obviously, it's only about an hour drive uh, from Milwaukee, so it's like, Hey, we are kind of from there. They probably got, you know, more more record successes from that area anyway. And um but like Russ said, there is that that loose tie uh to the the Milwaukee and obviously just Wisconsin area with this band. Yeah, they're they're known for selling out shows here. Uh I think one show was Somerset, Wisconsin, where it was a Somerset uh music festival. Yes, yeah. Um kind of one of their bigger shows. But you know, it's one of those bands that are a little before my time, but I heard about them, I think was in uh, 10th grade. I had a Spanish teacher, uh, Miss Barzak, if you're out there. Miss Barzak, yeah. Yeah, th- I mean, she's the one who taught me how to speak Spanish, which is why I survived pretty well in the Mexico. The blonde bombshell. Yeah, she was pretty awesome. She was very cool. She, yeah, she was probably one of my favorite teachers. And, uh, you know, we talked about music a lot because she's a huge music fan like I am. Nice. Um, she gave me a couple albums, which was like, I think, When in Rome which was a really good album. Yeah. Um, but then this one front to back was a material issue, international pop overthrow. Yeah. Pretty much every song on it is pretty awesome. I mean, it's like, it's kind of the music we like kind of that pop punk, early nineties pop trio right. kind of early blur kind of, right. You know, part almost, life. almost like that, that British invasion of the nineties feel, you know, it's it's yeah it's the they're the, not mid, Brits, it's the Midwest version of kind of the park life in in Britain blur, yeah it and, was going on and now Blur, they became gorillas. That's right. Yep. A lot of people don't necessarily yeah, make singer, that tie. The lead singer. Yep. But yeah, yeah, he basically turned it into uh, he he didn't like to uh, tour and do the whole live thing all that much, so he basically created a cartoon band. And and again, Russ, like you said, it you're definitely getting those that 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 feel for of sure. That. And you know what's crazy is in '96 there was tragedy with this band, and they were kind of taking off and getting bigger and bigger. And one of the I think it was the singer ended up you know using CO2 to commit suicide, which kind of like stopped sure. them from moving up, which is really sad. But it's also one of those Midwest bands that you really can't forget about. And we hope you don't, which is why we we decided to uh, feature this. You know, it was one of those ones that was stored in the recesses of Russ's brain and thinking, oh, wait a second. Yeah, there we could absolutely do that. Why don't we just do that? You know, and, uh, you know, the the song uh, um, Valerie Loves Me is uh, just, I think, one of the ones that uh, that that has that that real commercial feel. Uh, Great radio play. Uh, and it, and it would be successful even today, I think. Yeah, I mean, like this one, I really like uh, Diane was an awesome song yeah. off that album. But yeah, today we're playing Material Issue, Valerie Loves Me. Car outside my 
Material issue, Valerie loves me. I mean, you gotta check it out. I mean, yeah. the whole album is awesome, front to back. I mean, you guys will like if you like that song. Pretty much every song is pop like that and really cool and catchy. Yeah, and it, it just has moments. Uh, like Russ and I were talking about the little root note that when he's playing just the major roots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, heck yeah. yeah, it just feels good. Uh, basic, but in it's, in a way that you know uh, seems. Uh, cool and uh and and just really poppy yeah i mean the dollar the they, they all get stuck in your head like the one song diane 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 yes. diane diane it that's what i in remember your head. More yeah, so. It's so hard in your head i mean it's like you can't get it out of your head once you listen to the whole album because you were asking me before the show you were like dude you you remember material issue and i was like it's super I gotta, nostalgia I gotta, I gotta tell you man i don't i don't think i remember it you started singing valerie loves me i was like i don't know Diane, it's, that's the one it'll I remember. stick in your head. I mean, it doesn't get out of your head once you listen to it, but the whole album's like that. It like just gets stuck in your head. And obviously, they're not with us today. Um, you know, they're not together, but the music's still out there. And I hope you guys go back and enjoy some yeah. of the nostalgia factor from the early 90s. I love it. Um, let's go ahead and jump to a beverage review of the beer kind. Yeah, so we got one today, kind of a heavy-duty uh, ass-kicker, if you will, from uh, Company Brewing. Yeah, this thing, will, this thing will kick you straight in the nuts. And it's doing that for me right now. So this is the, th- the Think Break <laughs> DDH Hazy Double IPA Yeah. Um, with 8% ABV. Yep. Yeah. So this one has the Galaxy, Yukonat, Strata, Thiol Boost, Mashed Hopped. So this thing has, like, a lot of hops in it, and it's very hoppy. Actually, it has that, like kind of hempy taste to it which i like in beer i don't know some people don't um it's it says um 
Yeah, what do you think? Kind of has that hempiness yeah, to it. Like yeah. if you sniff it. Delicious um, and it smells great. Yeah, and this one's from the Weird Turn Pro, volume 13. It says on the can. Don't know what that is, actually, but I, I, I don't had either. to say it. Um, if you haven't been to Company Brewing, it's actually right on Center Street in Milwaukee. Pretty yeah. cool place. Actually, you can kind of see it just after you pass all that freighter business we were talking yeah, about earlier. Yeah, exactly. So if you're Company down there. Company Brewing is right over there. Yeah. But they have a really cool can. It kind of has like um like a... I would say like a radio wave coming off of their logo. Yeah, it's like a like, ripple off the logo. And it has like this like pink and like greens and it just stands out. I mean, if you see it, the yeah. pink, especially in the green, just stands out. Awesome color combination. It reminds me of blink One Eighty Two self-titled album with that green and pink. Um, yeah, it does actually. I, I've That's always funny, associated yeah. that with That's that. Um, great beer. Uh, company always seems to have uh, just really, really great uh, standards um, and and all of their beers have been nothing but uh, like spectacular. Both you and I always seem to love what they're pumping out. Um, and you guys have done uh, yoga down there too, right? Uh, we've done it at Third Space, but I did stop at the company yeah. that was down there. I don't know if they actually do like events. I never I really remember. Get, if I don't they get a did chance to go there as much as like Third Space. I mean, we just kind of have a really close connection with those guys. Yeah. So it's kind of my normal go to down in that area. But but awesome, awesome venue. Uh, a good tap room, really. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But great, uh, great products. I think. I think most of all, you know, if you're not pumping out good beer then there's really no reason for us to establish anything. Uh, really no reason to really even talk about you here. There's a reason why Company Brewing and, and a bunch of other ones are recurring, you know, uh, uh, beer on here because they're just, it seems like they're always putting something new and just absolutely exceptional out on the market. For sure. In this one, like you, you're getting the, the maltiness from the hazy um, you're also getting a lot of the dry hoppiness from it, kind of that like green flavor from it, from the hops itself. But my God, I mean, like when it comes to like double IPAs, I, I love the flavor. They usually rack me yeah. pretty good, but no, I mean, it's pretty incredible. And if you guys get a chance, definitely check this one out. If you're down in that area, check it out. Get a picture of the freighter building while you're down there. Sip one of these in front of it and get a picture with us like this, like Eric's doing right now in the studio. Yeah, you know, you got to take <laughs> right. a couple pics, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I just highly recommend it. And this was another one we found at the uh, Sendix mix-up, yep. which is pretty incredible. I mean, we talk about Sendix like the last few episodes because we've been going there as a regular stop now because of the selection has just been out of control. Yeah, and and, and right on their end cap at the at the location that I go to, it's all Wisconsin. You got Door County, you know, wineries uh, stuff is right in that refrigerator. All the company, 1840. I mean, everything Wisconsin you could possibly handle is in one fridge in this thing. And it's phenomenal. It's like you open up the thing and you get just like the gold light shines upon you with the treasure from the refrigerator. I, me and Eric have been talking about... Uh... Not really talking about, but we're going to make a slogan for uh, Sendix. Yeah. Send it to Sendix. Yep. That's our little slogan we're going to have to like have, send you guys out to Sendix. Yeah. Send it to Sendix. And, uh, you know, maybe you'll hear it, maybe you won't. I you're, don't know. You're not going to hear it. We might, we might produce something. Who knows? Yeah, it's going to be like a Menards jingle that'll get stuck in your head. <laughs> what, I, what I should have said was, you might hear it. From us. Yeah. But you won't the, hear it on the radio. It's not going to be on the radio. But Sendix on this, will never approve it. On this podcast, you will hear it. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So if you get a chance, don't get that jingle out of your head. Yeah. Send it to send it. And, and maybe when we do produce it and we'll put it out to you all, we'll put it on YouTube or something, everybody just tag Sendix. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's going to be their new slogan. As soon as we have it, we're going we're gonna to employ the WDH army Actually, on them. Actually, how bad we did the, the Balestrieri uh, oh, well, episode, yeah, they're yeah. gonna be like, nah, these guys are effed. We may we may never <laughs> that, be able to. That's one episode that I hope someday we can redo because it was so freaking bad. I was so we drunk. Could, we got so much hate mail from that episode. We could do <laughs> shitty overdubs. <laughs> oh, we could, yeah. It you know, it just all of a sudden out of nowhere Balistrieri. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, like not only that, just like the Italian names. I mean, I suck at Italian. That's one language I've never been good at. Spanish, I can get it and, like it's crazy, it's a Latin language. And you yeah. think I'd be okay at it? Not good. It's okay. It's like I French. Think... I suck at French too. I I freaking butcher <laughs> French all the time on the show. I mean, <laughs> but I can eat nice Italian cuisines and stuff, so that's cool. Like spaghetti. I noticed Spag- they get in the trunk. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's like as Italian as I get. Get in the trunk, day. Italian sausages? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Grab a seat, gather around, join us for a chat. How many logos you have? Alright folks, you know what time that means. This is our macho man Randy Savage voice talking about how many, many logos you at. And today we actually have somebody that was uh, thinking outside the buns here. Uh, what do we got, Eric? Yeah, uh, man arrested for OWI in Taco Bell drive through You know what? Beer in Taco Bell is a recipe for disaster. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I think I've witnessed my fair share of drunk people in the uh, Taco Bell drive through Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, um, kind of a normal place. Eric, do you remember downtown when we went to the rave? I forgot who we were seeing. Oh God, there. yeah. It was. I think it was. I forgot who we were seeing. Could have like, been the Angels and Airwaves. It might have been, been. But you went into the bathroom and it was like a Taco Bell massacre. There was yeah. like shit on every. It looked surface. like there was at least two bean burritos that had been surgically cut open and just smattered all over the wall. It was bad. It was awesome. It was the worst thing I've ever. You like Russ? You got to see this. And I almost threw up. I could barely handle myself. And the worst part is, I still had to go to the bathroom there. I know. Because McDonald's was closed, and the rave, yeah, and the rave didn't end up opening up for a while, so like that was bathroom nuts. was wrecked. Yeah, it was crazy, man. I uh, there's a refied, refied, refried <laughs> hell, if you will, refinance, refinance your just life. a refinance, refried, <laughs> refinance beans. your gut. Just <laughs> <laughs> somebody went bankrupt in that. Bathroom. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, we've got a person that's uh, in the drive-through at a Taco Bell, a nice fine a, a Mexican establishment there, and uh, fine dining. they are they are <laughs> fucked. Um, we've got a 26-year-old Union Grove man arrested for drunk driving in the drive-through of uh, uh, early Friday morning, uh, which never good. Uh, it's Friday fucking morning, and you're hammered. Uh, that's too much. It's yeah. two oh five, man. That means you've been partying all a Thursday. Um, the bars went down. Taco Bell's open. Yeah, that's where you're going. Especially look at this at two oh five. That's like bar it, the closed. bars have been closed for five minutes, and this guy's like, I, I can't think food. of anything else that I want right now other than diarrhea at a drive-through. <laughs> um, I'm not even gonna up. make it home. I just want to wake up and shit in my bed. Yeah, I just want to go. I'm gonna eat shit. a couple of tacos, a uh, supreme tacos, and I'm just gonna not make it home. I'm gonna poop in my car. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, this 26 year old, uh, is drunk at a drive through here. An employee of the Taco Bell phoned, uh, about two Oh five AM. That's where we're getting the time frame here saying that a truck in the drive through would not leave despite the fact that the restaurant was closed. Um, so 
This I, was not a 24-hour Taco Bell. Well, and, and you know what? I guess I can understand where this drunk guy's coming from. You leave the bar. You're like, ah, shit, I forgot to eat again. Let me get some Taco Bell. I want a crunch lap dance. Yeah. <laughs> crunch. Can you give me a crunch lap supreme? <laughs> and you're like, wait, what? What is that? Um, we're going to close now, sir. Um, officers arrived and found that the man was sleeping and unresponsive, actually, in his truck. He Oof. refused to cooperate, pushing an officer away from the vehicle and trying to close the door on the police officers. According to the report, we've got a lot of really bad shit happening here. This guy is doing everything you shouldn't do in a police uh, pullover situation. Um, police also said that an officer directed him out of the vehicle and he actually continued to, to resist. I mean, this guy is not giving up. He wants to sleep in the drive-thru until they're open. Good good idea or bad idea. The $5 box turned into a $1,000 fine. Yeah. Some jail oh, time. God, yeah, you're right about that. Oh, uh, he was eventually arrested for obstructing justice and drunk driving. Okay. Um, we don't have any more information. Yeah, we, we actually don't have the breathalyzer or anything. But, I can, one, but... but I can surely say, uh, without a shadow of a doubt... This guy is some of the deepest into loco that that you can be while still being alive. Um, yeah, I, I have to say it. I I just have to say it. He's he's number one. He's hungry for Taco Bell. That happens you're to fucked that up. happens to two people. You're either hammered or high. That's what happens. Taco Bell is purely uh, uh, high and drunk people. And or, or gamers that like sometimes sucking gamers, Mountain yeah. Dews, like just yeah. need some mom's quick. basement kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, um, and <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> you're right. I, okay, yeah. I, uh, Those are the three qualifications. I, I overlooked that one. You're okay. right. Um, so I I have a figure. I mean, I it's two o five. You know, this guy's been rocking Thursday like it's crazy. Friday come two o five a.m. This guy is in a Taco Bell diarrhea drive through trying everything he can to get arrested. I think his age matches his local level, to be honest so? with okay. you. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm going with, the 26. What do you got? I was going to say 30. You are going to go 30? You're going yeah. that high, huh? He's, he, I mean, he's pretty messed up, dude. I mean, the, the fact, fact that, that he passed out mm-hmm. going for Taco Bell, you know, he's been partying all night with his buds at the bar in Union Grove. And I get given, given you know, shit to Taco Bell for not being open. Here's the thing. They're there. They are still there. There is an employee of Taco Bell still there. You know, I mean, yeah. throw the guy some fucking nachos, and that's it. That's all you got to do. The Doobie Brothers need to write a song about this, though. You know, screw China with, Grove. This is whoa. Now, Union are we Grove. talking Doobie Brothers with Michael McDonald? Yes. Yes. Okay. So we're talking. We're talking China Grove, but Union Grove. Oh, China Grove. Union Grove. Union Grove. <laughs> Taco Bell. Taco Bell. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. So I think it's a hit. Um, Doobie Brothers, reach out to us on this one. Yep. Um, I know you guys have a huge following. You guys got the van. I've seen you at the Walworth County Fair too. So yeah, we can actually, do this. they were at um at the Walworth County Fair. Actually, um, they had a van life tour there. Nice. Like people that were living out of their vans, like kind of amp them up. It was at the Walworth County Fairgrounds. Doobie Bros parade. Doobie wow. Bros, the DB. The Doobie Bros, man. They had some. They had some controversial uh, album art too. I'm telling you right now, Doobie Brothers is one of those classics. I Chicago, love Doobie Bros. Doobie Bros uh, um, I can't think of any others. Yeah. All right. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. <laughs> so we got we got the three qualifications. We got uh, gamer, 
Yep. Alcoholic. Yep. Pothead. Yep. T Bell mm-hmm. equation going on. So we're going We're going twenty eight local. We're gonna meet in the middle. Oh yeah. Twenty eight yep. local. I thought one local for every year that he was born, but you're going yeah. a little higher. Yeah, and and I and I and I, I like your suggestion here. Uh, meeting at the twenty eight. Let's meet in the middle I'm happy there. With it. All right, Eric. Law and order's T Bell Mofk. All right, that concludes this episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. If you enjoyed this vulgar display of Wisconsin, please like and subscribe on whatever streaming platform you prefer. And remember to hit the bell on YouTube to be notified when we release new content. Also, if you have any suggestions or ideas for future episodes, please send us an email at widrunkenhistory at gmail.com or head over to our Facebook and Instagram pages. Thanks again for listening. And remember, as always, watch out for deer on your way home.